Hi, welcome to the Acts Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. So I want to continue on today. We talk about fasting and like I mentioned, it's not complete unless we talk about praying. And I want to help us to understand and break through in our prayer life. I pray also that this coming up 21 days of prayer and fasting won't just be a routine, but it will be a rebirth. It will be a season where you launch into a new prayer habit with a new prayer attitude. You see, the longer I become a Christian, you know, the question no longer is on whether my prayers reach the ears of God. The question is whether my prayers reach the heart of God. Because I'm not sure about you, but I have certain pet peeves. You know, forgive me, your pastor, he's very weak. But there are certain things that get to me. And again, I'm trying to work on them. Uh, but I'm not sure about you. Maybe you can ask each other this after the service. But one of my pet peeves, my wife knows this, is I can't stand rude people. People who are rude for no reason. People who are rude. And, and when I interact with people who are rude, uh, I hear them. What they say reaches my ear. But the moment it reaches my ear... I shut down. I, I no longer care what they think. That's my pet peeve. When I hear rude people, and I just go like, oh man, I just can't stand it. Another type of pet peeve I have is uh, proud people. Have you met people that talk like they know it all, even though they don't know it all, but they look like they know it all, and they like to talk, you know, I, I don't know, maybe sometimes as a pastor, I get it a lot, you know. People come up to me, and either I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm, too, you know, sometimes people, oh, you're, you're too young, and sometimes I get church members coming in. You know, uh, you know, a young man, I, I, sometimes, oh, when the moment when people greet me as young man, I, I get, mm, sounds so proud to me. Again, I'm just saying it, just putting it out there, just saying that I'm imperfect, I'm working on it. Uh, but there are things that when I hear, when it reaches my ear, I hear it, but it, it, it shuts me down. And the more I think about it, I begin to wonder, you know, when we pray, are our prayers unknowingly shutting God down? You know, because it's not wrong to use our own em human emotions uh, to reflect on God because we are built in His image. And the reason why we have emotion is because God has emotion and He gave us that emotion. The only difference is He is in perfect control of emotions and we are in a complete mess with our emotions. And, and, but the thing is this, if there are things that make us angry, God gets angry as well. And you read the Bible, God does get angry. And you know, I still remember there's one scripture, you don't have to turn to this, but in Amos chapter 5, the whole of Amos chapter 5 is God declaring His displeasure to His people. Because even though they were doing all the things on the outside and they were giving God the best instrument, the best music, the, the, the best like burnt offering, the most fat cow, they were burning it and sacrificing it to God. God actually says that, get it out of my sight. In fact, when it comes to worship, you know, in, in Amos chapter 5, verse 23, God says this, take away from me the noise of your songs. Well, think about it. You know, when I used to worship lead, I used to meditate on this word all the time because I'm like, I don't want to be practicing so hard and whatever I practice just end up to be noise to God. You know, have you been there before? Sometimes in church and we're trying to get better, but unknowingly sometimes there can be a feedback loop on the mic. Have you ever been for any one of those services? Yeah? Oh, no? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, extra is very good. No, I'm just joking. 
Because <laughs> we never had sound system before. That's why. <laughs> Only recently we get it. And so sometimes it goes like, and then you go, ooh, ouch. And I begin to wonder, like, ooh, you know, can our prayers unknowingly be like that? And that's what I want to unpack today. I want us not just to fast, but I want our prayers to be pleasing to God. I want our prayers that when we pray, we don't just pray something that reaches the ear of God. We want to pray something that touches the heart of God. You know, I, 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 the, the thing about being a Christian is this, is that we are loved by God. And so sometimes I, I get a bit frustrated when I see Christians only so fixated with the love of God, love of God, love of God. Nothing wrong with that, you know. But they just go around, oh, I'm, I'm so in love with Daddy God, Daddy God. They said, nothing wrong with that again. But I'm, I'm, I'm also wanting to see people move on from, okay, now that you are loved by God, would you love Him back? You know, don't focus on, oh, am I still loved by God? And sometimes we do that. Oh, will God still love me if I do this? Will God still love me if I sin like this? Stop focusing on the love of God. Why don't you focus on loving Him back? So I want to pray prayers that put a smile on His face. And so if you're taking out notes, today's message is titled, Good Sound. Because I want us to pray prayers that will be like a good, pleasing sound to God. And not noise that God hates. Amen? And so, you know, before I start, I also want to take this opportunity to help us overcome uh, some of the excuses we give uh, when we are to give to justify why we don't pray or why we don't pray as often as we should. And I want to tell you that it's these exact opposites of these excuses that will be our points to learn today. So after being a pastor for some time, I, I've heard certain excuses and some of these excuses I've come from my own life before. And so I'm going to share with you the top three excuses not to pray that I've heard. And if you've heard this before, if you've said this before, if you've thought this before, would you let the truth set you free and say, ouch? Okay? So excuse number one. The reason why I don't pray, Pastor, or the reason why I don't pray as often as I should is because I don't know how. Or no? Oh, wow. Or everyone here, no, no, Pastor. I know how to pray. We're very spiritual people. You know, sometimes you go like, oh, I don't know how. I, I don't know how to pray to God adequately. I'm afraid to pray. How many of you have been there before? Come on. Can I hear some ouches? I'm afraid to pray. Why don't you pray? I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll say the wrong words. I'm afraid my English is not good enough. I'm afraid my vocabulary is not spiritual enough. Excuse number two. Pastor, the reason why I don't pray is, you know, because, because... God already knows my heart. Oh, oh it's getting noisy. Huh? Have you been there before? Are you praying? Yes, I'm praying. No, you're not. You're, you're just meditating the problem in your heart all the time. Hoping that God will read your heart and go like, okay, I'll answer that prayer. But, but that's not God's job. You know, He is God. We are not. You know, I, I, I've never been to this fancy restaurant, but I heard that when you go to some of these fancy three Michelin star restaurants, the waiters there are trained so well that they can anticipate your next move. And before you want to ask for more water, water's there. Before you ask for more butter, butter's there. In fact, I heard that when you walk into the restaurant, they even pay attention to which side of your arm you wear your watch. Because if you wear your 
watch on your left-hand side means that you're right-hander. If you're right-hand side means you're left-hander. And if you're left-hander, by the time you reach your table, they would have quickly rearranged the cutlery so that, you know, the knife is on your dominant hand. Talk about good service. But how many know that God's not your waiter? And so God's job is not to anticipate your heart. But that's what we say. Why have you said? He, he, he knows what. That's not a good excuse. Excuse number three. I'm too tired. Oh. Pastor, I won't pray. You know, the reason why I don't do my quiet time is, is no, no, I usually do it at night. But, but, but after coming back from, you know, dinner with friends and then checking my emails and then posting on Instagram uh, and then watching my uh, a Korean drama and then catching up on, you know, my latest you know, K-drama gossip, I got too tired to pray. And I told myself I'll pray in the morning and yet I got too tired to wake up in the morning to pray. I'm just too tired. And then you slowly circulate back to excuse number two. But, but I'm too tired. But God knows my heart. God knows my heart. Yeah, He knows that you were, you were so distracted and you had all the time in the world, but you, you didn't. And so, I want you to know and, and in a fun way, learn that the three points I'm about to give you are also the three ways you can beat these three excuses. And let it be a lesson. The next time your flesh tries to discourage you from doing something for God, don't listen to your flesh. Amen? Because these are all fleshly excuses. So, before that, let's turn to some scripture because no better way to learn about prayer than with Jesus. And uh, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. We're going to learn from the Lord's Prayer and then we're going to take components from the Lord's Prayer and uh, we're going to learn uh, the three points that are also the opposite of the three excuses and uh, it will help us to hopefully, you know, kickstart a new prayer habit, new prayer attitude for the next 21 days at least. Amen? Cool. Here we go. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So what's excuse number one? I'm scared. I don't know how. You know, I'm too nervous. I'm not good enough. So what's the opposite of that? Instead of being so focused on what you don't know how to do or how nervous you are, learn to pray, point number one, pray in confidence and in courage. Some of you are staring me at blank faces, Pastor, I just told you I'm scared. What do you mean by pray in confidence and in courage? I want you to know that our confidence and courage in approaching God is not based on our vocabulary. God will not judge us based on vocabulary. Don't let your vocabulary rob you of courage to come before God. You know, our confidence comes from Jesus when He taught us how to pray. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 6 again. It says here, what did Jesus teach us? He says, this is how you should pray, our Father in heaven. Do you know that Jesus Christ started it with a million and one ways? But He wanted us to know, hey, this is how you should pray. And you can pray to God. And God, I know He is powerful. He is the Creator. In fact, I know you fear Him. But I want you to know that more than anything else, He is your Father. 
In other words, God is the creator, He is the Alpha and Omega, but He is first and foremost our Father in heaven. And that revelation should give us courage. Think about it for a while. It's, it's like me saying, you know, who is David Yao? David Yao is, you know, a pastor. David Yao is, you know, an amateur comedian. David Yao is amateur cook, you know. A lot of amateurs, okay? Uh, and, 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 you know, amateur husband. No, 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 no joking. Uh, and, 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 you know, David Yao is husband, his son, his brother, his pastor, his homes leader. He is this, he is that. But he's first and foremost a child of God. So this is what God is trying to tell you. What Jesus is trying to tell you is this. You know, sometimes we think, oh God, God, no, he's, he's, he's cosmic. Yes, he is cosmic, but he's first and foremost your father. And this revelation should give us courage to go before him because not only is he your father, you are his child. Sometimes, you know, we go like, oh, I don't want to pray because I don't know how to pray. But God loves it when we do something in spite of the fear. Do you know praying in confidence and courage doesn't mean that God take away my fear, then I pray. It means I pray even though I'm scared. I pray even though I'm not sure really how to do it. You know, as a pastor, sometimes one of the things that really make me happy is during prayer meeting when I hear new people pray. I won't name names because I don't embarrass you. But some of you here, you've made both myself and Pastor get so proud because we know you. We know your faith journey. We know your personality. We know how you've been like in the past 50 prayer meetings. But that 51st prayer meeting that was just a random Tuesday, you prayed for the first time. And some of you who go to prayer meeting, you know what I'm talking about. You know, we were praying we're just soaking in the presence of God and then suddenly you hear a voice that you never heard before. And then everybody half opened the eye to go like, who's that? Who's that? And it's not to judge. It's because when we hear a new voice, somebody who we know previously was too nervous, too scared to, to even speak in public, let's pray in public, decide to step out in courage and go like, God, bless my sister. Not, not even like big, fanciful prayers. Sometimes short and simple, but because it was done in courage and in confidence, like a child. Oh man, it, 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 I don't know about you, but when I'm there, it gives me goosebumps. I immediately feel like the presence of God just entered the room. You know, I, again, I'm so tempted to name names, but I don't want to, but, but, but hopefully one day I can shake your hand and tell you that moment, I remember that moment, and that was your breakthrough moment. Can you imagine what it does to God? I mean, if your pastor can get so psyched up with one of his church members who were too scared to pray, but I'm going to pray anyway. There was one girl who was so intimidated. She said, oh, I don't know how. Oh, I'm so scared. Because you know? sometimes you never pray before. Everybody seems to be the most eloquent. But actually, we're not. <laughs> and you go, oh. And then I still remember this sister sharing, but I feel so burdened. I need to pray. I need to pray for the salvation of our loved ones. And I step up and pray. Well, my word. The moment I heard that, I go like, whoo! Somebody's going to get saved tonight. Can you imagine our Father in heaven? And so God is saying that, come on. Don't, don't let the opinion of other people tell you how you ought to pray, how you shouldn't pray. Instead, come to me. I'm your Father. 
you know, sometimes we got to take a step back and go like, yes, he is Alpha and Omega. He is, he is the, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's the Savior. He is everything. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is Father. And that allows us to come in courage. And so how do you pray prayers that reach not the ears of God, but the heart of God? Pray in courage even when you don't feel courageous. Pray in confidence even though you're not the most confident. Pray anyway, not because of who you are and what you know and how much of a Christian you think you are or not, but pray because you know that you are a child of God. Amen? So number one, don't let fear be an excuse. Don't let your lack of vocabulary be an excuse, but say that, I don't care about all that, I'm a child of God. And the thing is this, when you're a child of God, you can, you can go and, and, and speak to your dad about everything. And that's what God is looking for. I still remember when I was a kid, I don't know where this came from, but I was in school, and uh, you know, first day at school, and the teacher was giving us homework, and was writing a sentence that we needed to copy down, and the homework was to go back and repeat, you know, it's a writing exercise, so repeat that sentence for an entire page. And because I went to a Chinese school, it was no writing Chinese characters, so I was slow, and, and before I could finish copying the whole sentence, the teacher started rubbing away the sentence. And I was panicking, but at that, at that moment, I don't know what took over me, but like a simple faith, like a child. I wasn't even a Christian yet, but with a faith like a child, I go like, wait a second, my dad's at home. Wait a second, my mom's at home. I, I, they, they know everything. And just like that, I just went like, it's okay, don't need to copy homework anymore. <laughs> and then when I went home with faith like a child, mom, I didn't finish copying homework. But you know, right, what, what this means. You know how to complete this, right? And that's when I learned a very precious lesson that my parents don't know everything. <laughs> and, uh, and there is an expectation for me to write faster. <laughs> but that is not the case with our Heavenly Father. We can go to Him with boldness. We can pray fearless prayers. Because you know why? He's your Father. And if He has an issue with your prayer, let Him correct it. Don't let your own self-conscious correct it. Pray big prayers as if heaven is open because it is. Pray big prayers as if God has lavished all blessing upon you because He has. Pray it and allow your Father, and if it is wrong, if it's too outrageous, let your Father edit it. Let your Father correct you, but don't let your fear correct you. Don't let your fear hold you back. Amen? So point number one is this, amen? Learn to fast, but also now pray in courage. Oh, I'm scared, you know. Can I really pray for, for this breakthrough? Pray anyway. Because He's your Father. But what if I make mistakes? It's okay, God celebrates it anyway. Think again, you know. Some of us here, you know, one day you'll all be great parents. I, I declare that, prophesy that. And uh, I guarantee you, you know, when your kid begins to walk, even the first three steps and then he ends up falling, you'll video it. You'll post on Instagram and Facebook and whatever social media we have in the future that beams directly to your eyeball. And you will post it and go like, look at my son, he's so clever. His first steps, even though the, 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 the video is only five seconds long. And after three steps, the baby falls face flat to the floor. But you celebrate, so clever. And it's viewed millions of times. What more your father in heaven will not despise your baby steps, whether in prayer or in faith. So don't let fear hold you back from praying big prayers. Don't let faith hold you back from praying and speaking out. Amen. In trust, in surrender to God. Amen. Excuse number two. God already knows my heart. So how do you combat that? 
Point number two, pray in love and honour. I'll explain. When you ask someone if they could do something that they were already going to do anyway, it's not nagging, it's honouring. Say for example, Pastor Cat comes to me and goes like, hey, our anniversary is coming up. Can we do something fun? Can we go somewhere special? And because, you know, <coughs> I'm trying to be a good husband, uh, of course. But when she says that to me, I'll be like, oh yeah, I mean, come on, without you saying it, I was going to do it anyway. But because you asked me anyway, it's so, it, oh, that's so sweet. That's so honouring. That's so loving because the opposite is this. Anniversary coming out, you know what to do. Right? Come on, guys. How many of you will be turned on by that? Your future girlfriend goes, ah, my birthday coming out, you know what to do. And then you'll be like, I know what to do right now. And then you break up, right? right, right. And you walk out, you know, all, all girls. The same thing, right? Sometimes like, the boyfriend go like, you know, sometimes like, you know, guys can be such pigs, right? And go like, you know, hey, my exam coming out, you know what to do. AKA cook for me. That's when you should go, hey, I'm not your mother, okay? <laughs> but we do that to God. When we say, God knows my heart, but it's, it's basically saying this, God, you know what to do. God, I know you say, God, you know what to do. And that's not honouring. Let's go back to the model prayer again. What did Jesus say? It's after your Father in heaven. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you know that even without you praying, God's name is still holy? Even without you praying, His kingdom will still come and His will will forever be done on earth. Even without you. And yet Jesus says, pray anyway. Pray in love. God, I know it's going to be done anyway, but I declare it. I ask again. Lord, I ask in honour of who you are. I ask in love of who you are. God, I know. You know, do you think that God only gives us bread? Give us this day our daily bread. God says that, child, I'm going to give you more than bread. When was the last time you got just bread from God? Never. You got scholarships from God. You got increments from God. You got a job from God. And, and what, are, what is Jesus teaching us to pray? Thank God for the bread. And so why is Jesus saying that? Don't, don't, don't go with this bratty excuse of like, God, you know what to do. And when you do that, you know what you sound like to God? It sounds like, a, it, it sounds so narcissistic. It sounds like such a turn off. Yeah, you reach God's ear, but after that, He just wants to tune out. But I want us to pray prayers that says, God, I know your heart, but God, I'm asking in love. I know you're going to bless me. And, but, so I'm declaring, God, thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Amen. And I'm reminded of this because like some of you might know, you know, my work visa, me and Kat's work visa is kind of like at the mercy of the home ministry. But how many know that it's really not at the mercy of home ministry? It's, it's in the hands of God. Amen. And so there are days where, because we're working through a lawyer where Pastor Kat will ask me like, should I email the lawyer again? And I go like, but we just emailed him yesterday. You know, not nice to chase him. Why don't we email him, you know, or her uh, the next day? Okay, okay, I'll email the next day. And we're kind of like talking to ourselves like, when can we email so we don't sound pushy? Do you know when it comes to God, you don't have to worry about that. Right? You, you, can, you can go to God. <coughs> Excuse me. 
and the thing is this, in 1 Corinthians, give you extra scriptures, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says this, right? Talking about praying in love, in honor of God. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or even angels, but do not have love, then I'm only a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. Do you know that if you don't have love when you pray to God and you don't pray in an honoring way, to God you're just loud noise. Irritating, nails on the chalk box, screeching noise. But God wants us to do it out of love. Sometimes you think that, oh no, I need to you know, speak as if like, wow, you know, I, I know the tongues of angels, the tongues of... No, no, no. God just says, just do it out of love. Short prayer, but out of love and honour. God, I know you love me. God, I know you have good things in store for me. But I trust that you will do it. And when you keep going to God in love, on repeat, it touches God's heart. It doesn't irritate God. It, it really makes him go like, oh, wow, you know I'm going to do it for you anyway and you don't take me for granted. You know? It's like, you know, so, sometimes when, when, when people volunteer to do stuff for church and I, I, I'm so thankful and I thank them anyway because I, I want to honour them and love them. You know, like, like Joe's one good example, you know, he, he drives and sometimes he goes, like, oh, Pastor, I'll, I'll drive so you don't have to catch the bus with all the equipment. We can squeeze everything into my little car. And sometimes he, he does it even without texting me. And there I am about to bring the stuff out and then his car comes. I'll be like, hey, Joe. Oh, did no one tell you? I go like, no. Oh, but I'm here anyway. And, 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 and it's, it's like that. You know, and, then, and then that's when every opportunity I go like, man, thanks, Joe. And I don't think Joe will go like, okay, Pastor, stop it. Get it. I get it. I get it. Yes, I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm very great. No, I think Joe will be like, oh, oh thanks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nice to be appreciated. Amen? And so I want us to learn not to be bratty, but learn to pray in love and honour to the Most High God. Excuse number three. I am too tired. So how do you pray to combat this? If you notice the points, point number one is this. Pray in courage and in confidence. Pray in love and in honour. If you have to ask God again and again, trust even if you feel like he's going to do it without you asking, ask in love, in honour, so you don't take him for granted. And point number three, pray in spite of your tiredness and your past experiences. Do you know that God loves a tired voice? In Luke chapter 5, verse 5, you have the classic case of Jesus using Peter's boat as a platform to preach. And uh, he was preaching and preaching, and after that, he just wanted to thank the boys and go like, you know what, you, thanks for letting me use your, your, your boat, Pete. Can I bless you? Why don't you let down your nets for a catch? And then Peter, being the humble man that he is, said this, Master, you know, appreciate your good gesture, but you know, we're fishermen. We kind of know the sea. It's kind of our trade. We're trained to know our stuff. We've worked all night. This is a David Yao expanded version. We've worked all night. And the reason why we allow you to hang out on our boat is because we, we're just cleaning our nets. Because we haven't been able to catch anything. And we thought that, well, see, since we're out here floating, cleaning our nets, why not let a preacher stand here and do his thing? But, turn to your neighbour and says, but... Turn to your neighbour and says, God sometimes like butts. 
and turn to your other neighbor and say, God definitely loved this butt. <laughs> and then says that that's not the butt I'm talking about. Take your hands away and after. But because you said so, I will let down the nets again. And we all know what happened after that. Oh, Jesus, I'm so tired. But I will do it anyway. Do you know that's the best way to show love? You know, when you love someone, you go the extra mile. Don't even say love someone. You know, some, some of the, 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 the girls who serve on Expresso, man, they love God so much that they really go the extra mile. They, 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 they serve God, they bake in spite of a busy schedule. Do you know that we actually have a PhD student baking who shall not be named? <laughs> even though some of you might guess her name. PhD. It's no joke. Some of you do undergraduate, you feel like killing yourself. Don't kill yourself. Jesus loves you. Some of you are doing your master's and you feel like, you know, there is no God. No, there is a God. Hang in there. My PhD. Labs every day. I know some people who, who serve even though, and come to church and serve even though they have a deadline on Monday. Even though they have a final year project, but they go and practice. You know, and help their pastor dog sit. You know, things like that. The extra mile out of love for God. So when you do something, even though you're tired, that's the extra mile. And God loves it. How did God reward Peter? He's, you, know, you can go back, read the whole of Luke chapter 5. It basically, there was so much fish that they could signal the other boats, come here, we've got a big catch. You see, when, when you pray to God, in spite of your tiredness, you unleash a blessing that not only blesses you, but all the people around you. And it's not just that. In, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8, this is the parable of the widow and the judge. And so I'm going to give you just the, the cliff notes. There was Jesus told this story. There was once this evil judge and there was once this widow. Uh, this widow had a great injustice done on her and she was crying out to this judge to award her her due compensation for a tragedy that occurred in her life. It could be insurance policy that was withheld from her and she was crying out. But because this was a corrupt judge, he didn't give in to any of her requests. Keep throwing the case out of the court. But this widow kept on persisting and kept asking him day in, day out. When he went to the court, judge, give me my justice. When he went out of the court, judge, give me my justice. He did, she did it day in, day out to the point where this judge, go back, read the parable, Luke 18, verse 1 to 8, where the judge says that even though I don't fear God, I fear you. So here's your reward. Here's your compensation. Leave me alone. And you know what Jesus said about that parable? In verse 7, will God not bring justice for His chosen ones? who cry out to Him day and night, will He keep putting them off? No, He won't. No, He won't. And so even though it feels like, oh God, I prayed many times and it still hasn't come true, pray again. God, I feel so tired. I feel so drained. Pray in your drainness. I feel so dry. Pray in your dryness. I feel so tired. Pray in spite of your tiredness. And this is something I remind myself. Now, every day I'm like, you know what? I might not want to chase the lawyers every day for my visa, but I will chase God every day for my visa. God, will this be the day 
God, make this the day. That's your pastor's prayer. God, make this the day. And then it doesn't happen tomorrow. God, make this the day. It doesn't happen. God, make this the day. Because I know that I want to pray prayers that sometimes maybe God is waiting for the aroma of stamina to be released. You know, sometimes our spiritual stamina releases a pleasing aroma to God. Just like how a new voice that prays releases you no know, pleasure to the pastors and to God. What more when we keep on trying, keep on pushing, despite our own experiences? Won't God be pleased? Short answer is yes. Let's go back to the model prayer again and then we will wrap things up. It says here, Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. A lot of people read this and they don't understand. They say, that, does God lead us into temptation? This is not what God means. This is old English way of saying that. And God, I pray that do not let us fall when we face temptation. Do not lead us into temptation. Do not lead us to fall into temptation. But allow us to stand strong. But deliver us. Allow us to stand against the evil one. In other words, in contemporary English, it means this. God, allow us to stand strong in the face of temptation. What's one of the biggest temptations a lot of us here face? Excuse number three, tiredness. You have to ask any student here, what's one thing you can have? I want more sleep. And then, you know, you sleep, you get tired, you're tired, you get sleep. It's an endless cycle. Sleep, 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 sleep. Sleep, 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 repeat. Sometimes you sleep without eating because sleep is more pleasurable than eating. But God is saying that, would you pray in spite of the temptation to sleep? And when you feel so tired, so zong, would you still pray? Because it's when you pray that kind of prayer that it touches the heart of God. It's the extra mile prayer. Amen? So I pray that in this coming 21 days, you will learn to pray prayers that touch the heart of God. Amen? You can ask God whatever, but ask God in courage. You can ask God for whatever, but ask it in love and in honour. Not in a bratty way. God, I do, I do, I. But go like, God, you're a good father. I don't deserve anything. But God, I, I declare, I need this healing. I need this breakthrough. And do it in spite of your tiredness. Because it's the extra mile that really touches God's heart. Which one is nicer? If I were to tell you, which one touches your heart? Let me see whether your pastor can touch your heart. To go like, you know, hey, I, uh, I bought you this. Burger. <laughs> Here. So you'll be like, oh, pastor, so nice. But if I told you, hey, I made you this burger. I came back from Bristol yesterday. I was so tired. But I just felt that I wanted to be a blessing. So I whipped out some flour, some eggs, and I baked bread. And then after I baked the bread, I sliced it in half. And then I took out some minced meat and I made the patties myself. And then I fried it this morning and... I went to the garden to find some fresh eggs that my chicken laid and I topped it up with a sunny side up and I made this hamburger. The ketchup were from the tomato trees that I planted three years ago and I squeezed them fresh just for you. Man, you love the second one. What's the difference? Both are in love, but one has the extra mouth secret ingredient. Oh, this burger tastes so nice. What's the secret ingredient? Extra mouth. 
What's the secret ingredient? Honor and love. And I pray that as you fast, that hunger will remind you to pray. And when you pray, you're reminded not just to create noise for God, but begin to pray prayers that touches God's heart. And together with that combination, man, it's going to unleash powerful testimonies over your life. And at the end of the day, that's what I desire. That all of you here will have fresh testimonies in your life. Not testimonies of, oh, five years ago, when I was lost and my phone was dying out of battery, I prayed to God, please God, one more percent so that I can load my boarding pass and it happened. And oh, yeah, yeah, good testimony. That was five years ago. What happened five days ago? Nothing. What happened five months ago? Nothing. What happened? But I pray that we all have fresh testimonies. Amen? So let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, right now, I just want to ask, Lord, that you help us to live it out. God, when we teach and preach about prayer, it's not complete until we live it out. So God, I pray, Lord, sometimes, Lord, we choose to live by excuses, but I pray that right now, in our spirit, we'll begin to draw a line in the sand and say that, God, enough is enough. I don't want to live by excuses anymore because the more I live by excuses, there is no breakthrough in my spiritual walk. There is no testimony. And God, I'm sick and tired of having no fresh testimonies. God, I want that to be proof in my life that the God I serve is real and alive and He hears my prayers. So God, help us, Lord. In this season of prayer and fasting, to not only break through in our own lives, uh, the chains of comfort and fear and pride that hold us down, but God, we will also chase after you. Lord, we'll also courageously pray big prayers because you are our Father in heaven. Because God, we want testimonies that will show off your goodness. Lord, help us, Lord, to also as we enter into prayer and fasting, to not just pray, not just focus on abstaining, but focus on connecting with you and the people around us. So God, teach us, Lord. Help us not to live by excuses, but live by exploits. Help us, Lord, to live for your glory. Help us, Lord, to pray prayers that touch your heart. Prayers that don't just reach your ear, but prayers that put a smile on your face. Help us, Lord, to live out and to practice a prayer life where we pray in courage, in love, and in spite of our tiredness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.